Well, hey friends, welcome back. Guys, we have another episode going on with Daddy Watson today. So this is a three-part series. I thought it was going to be two parts, but it is pretty long. So we're going to divide it into three parts so it's easier to digest and just gets you a little excited, gives you a few little cliffhangers. So it helps you to come back and listen more, right? It's super exciting. So we are going to talk a little more about holiday cozy home decorating, but before I get into that, I just want to let you know that we have so many fun giveaways coming up for the holidays. So get excited because you can totally earn yourself a $100 gift card to Amazon. What? I hope you are so excited. We have several different giveaways, so that's not the only one, but that is our biggest one. So make sure that you get into those giveaways. They're very simple things that you have to do to earn this giveaway. So go ahead and head to High Five Motherhood on Instagram, or check us out at High Five Motherhood Mamas Group on Facebook, or our website, www.highfivemotherhood.com, and you can start entering to all of the chances that you can to win these amazing giveaways. We've got Stanley cups, we've got gift cards, we've got all sorts of things coming. So get excited and don't forget to do all the things that you need to do to get these giveaways for you and your family this Christmas because they are pretty awesome. All right, let's dive right in. mom life. It's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there will be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Let's say you have a gallery wall, a lot of us do, or pictures on display on our bookshelf or things like that. Swapping out some of those little pieces that are just a tiny, I don't want to say an afterthought. That's not what they are. They're very intentional, but they're just like hints of Christmas. Yeah. They're just, (laughs) so I might swap out my, my family picture or that sign I have on my bookcase, but I might put it, replace it with that cute little Christmas um, sign that I bought two years ago. But not only that, because I don't want it to just be a bully sitting on my shelf. I then want to add something else. So I might move my green candle holder down there to make it really intentional and then put a sprig of you know, greenery right there to give that little pop of Christmas pop right there. Yeah. I love that. And then the other thing too, is to not forget about your front porch because your front porch is an invitation and also a reflection of what's inside. So, you know, if your home is really bold and colorful and playful, your front porch should be that too. So that it is kind of a sneak peek, like, Hey, Oh, I can't wait to see what's going to be behind this door. Yeah. What's happening. Yeah. I think that's my biggest fault (laughs) when it comes to my house is if you saw the outside of my house, you'd be like, that girl does not know how to decorate because nothing is ever out there (laughs) because I focus so much on the inside. And then I go outside and I'm like, our curb appeal is just sad. Like we need something happening out here. So what are some tips you have for curb appeal for the holidays where it's not, um, like I, I may not want necessarily a full on Christmas tree out there, but I mean, what, what would you add? I do have like a wreath 
but okay. I feel like that's kind of it at this point. Okay. <laughs> I need something. Yeah. So, you know, I keep, for example, I keep a planter right by my front door. It's a okay. tall planter. And as those plants are dying, <clears throat> excuse me, I have, I always go and I go for a walk outside and I love gathering any kind of twigs, any kind of fresh freshness that I can to amplify the space. Oh, how fun. A lot of times you don't have to go and buy like, you know, the greenery from wherever you buy it from. I don't even know because I just gather. (laughs) (laughs) But if we gather here, (laughs) but you can gather, you can gather twigs and have those be the centerpiece of your outdoor planter. Mm-hmm. And if you're really lucky, you'll find the red twigs and those are going to be, um, you know, they're present in some plants, but you just snip off a few and put them as the centerpiece. If oh. you light those awesome. I, I bought several years ago, probably from Amazon, what looks like a stake of twigs that branch out and they are all pre-lit. So those actually stand oh, cool. all year long and it uh, creates this really cozy, whimsical um, just invitation to hang out. So those are intertwined with the, the twigs, the twigs that are just off the tree or have fallen from a windstorm. And then here's what I really love to do at the bottom of the planter. So you might not have any plants and that's great. That's where you lay the fresh greens, Okay. Um, lay them over there. And then I'm not sure if you have this at your home's home, um, your grocery stores or even fabric stores, but you know, those bags of pine cones, those really strongly. Yes. The cinnamon ones. Yeah. That smell so good. I love those, but are really overwhelming in a home Uh for your front porch, because that will give a little bit of an imitation for, Hey, this is really welcoming. It smells good. What else is in here? You know, it's like a pine cone, but there they are. So yeah. how would you display those if you didn't, if you didn't have necessarily like a, a outdoor planter or pot or whatever, what, what else would you do to display those? Ooh, or would you not display them? Would you just keep them more hidden and just have them for the scent? You know? Yeah, I, I would do that too. Um, if I didn't have a, a planter, you know, some, that's a good question. You don't necessarily have to have a planter. A planter is a really wonderful invitation and an accent to what is happening at your front door. So if you're looking at your front door and you just see a wreath, that's awesome. But mm-hmm. when you think about adding layers and depth without adding too much or too many obstacles, a planter is a really easy way to do that. And okay. you don't necessarily have to be a gardener to have a planter. Um, so that would be my first choice. And then just putting them right on top of the planter. Um, the other thing too, is if you have a little porch table and you have a couple chairs, putting out a couple outdoor pillows, even I wouldn't necessarily say a blanket, you know, where I live, we have lots of rain. I live in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. And so those will get yucky over time. But if you're about ready to donate a Christmas colored scarf, or if you find from the thrift store, a Christmas scarf or Christmas fabric that can mimic a blanket out on your front porch. And then I like that, you know, if you spend a dollar on it and have to toss it at the end of the year, it's not a big deal. It's worth it. Right. Yeah. Cause it adds that layer and that depth and that texture. And then in that case, you could even just have a cute little bowl of pine cones sitting on the, on the table. Oh, there you go. Just a little bowl. A little bowl. Yeah. Cause we have, we have like a outdoor rug and we've got two little white rockers Mm -hmm. and like a little, um, it's like a little 
side table type thing, but I've got like some flowers on it that are basic, you know, white or whatever. And I throw in different colors throughout the year, depending on the season or whatever. And I just feel like they are too summery for my winter curb appeal. And so I'm like, I need to switch it up for something like some poinsettias or something, you know, Christmassy and get some good, um, throw pillows, but that's such a good idea to do a scarf or a blanket. So it gets that cozy extra texture. And I love that. That's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing too, I was just thinking is if you have lanterns that are sitting on your front porch, yes, you, you know, you have the lanterns that or the candles that aren't necessarily lit. They're automatic. Mm-hmm. If there's space to put some of the, the pine cones in there. That could be a really fun way to. Oh, that's a good idea. And maybe a cute little red ribbon on top or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. One of my favorite things that we just discovered, I'm sure it's been around forever, but I just discovered this. We have these, like, they're kind of antique looking, but they're this like coastal teal, like a aqua type color, or whatever lantern. And we have the um, candles in there that are just battery powered or whatever. You can set them on a timer, but we found that when you add fairy lights to it, it makes it yeah. feel like magical on the inside. So yeah. we did that and did like a little burlap um, ribbon on the outside. It's literally my favorite thing. Cause as soon as I think it's like four or five o'clock hits, all of my lanterns go on cause they're on timers and it's like so magical. I'm like, it's like little, I don't know. What is it? Tinkerbell or whatever flying around. And those <laughs> like, little twinkle lights are so good. And, you know, bringing them inside to it, it's not something I talked about, but to add that cozy factor on the inside too, anytime you bring ambient lighting rather than having the overhead lighting, I mean, yes. naturally speaking, our days are getting darker and we want to naturally kind of cozy up, but uh-huh. you're guided to do that with, with ambient lighting and those twinkle lights really come into play there. So if you have them, putting them on your mantle, putting them on your tablescape, putting them in some of those little vignettes is, it will make like it. Like garlands and stuff, if they don't already come pre-lit, like I definitely have found so many uses for just those little lights. I'm like, I could just, I mean, my favorite is putting them above my kitchen cabinets because we have the garlands up there, but there's no plugs. And so you can just wrap the little twinkle lights up there and you can still get the cute look, you know? So I love, I love twinkle lights. (laughs) In In the summertime, I pop my umbrella outside and I have them strung inside the umbrella. Oh my gosh, how cute the twinkle lights go on, but let me talk about that. that really quick, because this is something that I created before twinkle lights were a thing. And I absolutely love it. My HOA, not so much. I had to tell them the, these are party porch lights. These are not <laughs> all year, but I took those, um, a white strand of icicle lights, you know, the ones uh-huh. that hang down and I put them on the ceiling of my porch and they oh. down straight. I attached them so that it looks like the twinkle lights are just creating the starry night sky. So there's pretty of, you know, those long strands of icicle lights, but they're all attached in it in the winter time. It really creates that warm invitation, that glow and, you know, combined with those branches that are pre-lit and the greenery that's happening and the wreath and the scarf, it just creates a nice invitation. It makes it so welcoming. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm ready for a cup of tea out here. Just bring another. Right. <laughs> and I love that. I want it to feel welcoming, you know, when people come to the house and I'm sure all the moms out here are feeling the same way. It's like, how can we bring that coziness in, but just not be so overwhelmed with all the things. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, so you explained, um, doing all these little vignettes and I find that this can go really great or really South really quick. So if you have a bunch of different thematic elements or however you want to call it themed elements, um, all these different vignettes, 
how do you create a cohesiveness between them all where it, it still flows, but it's still maybe different types of um, themes throughout, if that makes sense. Yeah, is it okay. more just on color scheme or what, how do you kind yeah. of create so that cohesiveness? You have, if you have an open concept area, that's where you want to try to keep with a color palette. Okay. Once you get into rooms where you shut your doors, this is where that vignette can be completely different. So okay. example, you have grandma's ornaments as the rogue stuff. Maybe that goes into your bedroom or your bathroom. Um, or stays away for the year, whatever you want to do. But when you're flowing room to room to room, and this is in home decorating as well, you want to create a palette that is going to be, you're going to see if you're standing at the kitchen and you can see into your, your living room, you want to be able to see some of that. So it would look a little bit funky if you had Palm Springs Christmas happening in the dining yes. room, <laughs> Nordic Christmas happening over here. So it, it would look a little funky. So how can you create some of that, um, that flow that goes together? You can do that by choosing a color palette um, and making sure that, that those elements that you choose, whether it's wood, greens, red, blues, whatever it is, they are in each space. So anytime you have, we'll say, let's say I have... I want a blue, blue, blue Christmas here. And I'm looking from that vantage point into the living room that is now all browns and whites and greens. That isn't going to make sense, but maybe I can take a couple of the blues and I can put it into the other room and I can take a couple, <clears throat> excuse me, of the wood elements and bring them into the blues. So I'm just from a mix. that repetition is apparent, but repetition, there is a fine line between too much of a good thing and just enough. So if you have three elements, let's say I want heavy, heavy blue in this vignette. I want to, if I can see down the, down the lane into the dining room from that heavy blue vignette area, I want to see at least three blue things along the way. Okay. So if you are doing a color palette, do you suggest to have a certain amount of neutrals versus pop colors, or do you feel it's kind of just up to the individual? How would you say to do that? Yeah, absolutely. It can be up to the individual. Neutrals are going to ground it completely. So okay. if you don't want to feel like Hallmark has exploded, if you <laughs> want to feel like it is more elevated Christmas, keep your neutrals really creamy and white. Okay. And then you can, and you can add your color palette from there. Now it gets really tricky because, you know, when you think about if you think about your curation of ornaments over the course of time and you really see it in ornaments those are really colorful. Yes. Right? And so there needs to be some forgiveness for this is my family story right here in this Christmas tree, but I can have that beautiful couch scape. We'll call it where I have my color palette represented. The Christmas tree is going to be, be really colorful, but maybe I'm not going to add the red ribbon. Maybe I'm not going to add it because that's just a little bit over the top. I want that elevation, that elevated look to happen on the, the couch I'm going to bring that same color palette onto the top of the piano. Not too much. Okay. A little. I'm going to bring that same color palette into the kitchen because I can see that from the couchscape. So you want to think about grounding it as much as you can with a neutral. And that's a really great idea. Okay. And then if you were to have pop colors, would you just choose one or would you do several? How would you do the pop colors with the neutrals? So here's generally what I do when I'm creating any type of color formula, I 
have my whole color palette equal 100. So if my neutral is going to be a grounding color, I want that to be represented somewhere about 60% of the time. Okay. And then whatever else I want is going to be the remainder. So 40% can be, maybe I just want to stick with reds and greens and maybe I want heavier reds and greens. So maybe my color formula would be 60% neutral, like creamy. All right, until next time, go on over and check us out on our Facebook group at High Five Motherhood Mamas Group, or come on over and hang out with us on Instagram at High Five Motherhood. For more mom life hacks, homemaking, productivity and time management tips and tricks, organization ideas, recipes, meal prep and planning and more. Okay, there's so much information on there that you can enjoy in between each episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you found value in today's episode or from this podcast in general, Take a quick screenshot of this podcast and share it on your stories on Instagram or post it on Facebook because remember, sharing is caring. (laughs) Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.